Welcome to the Property, Wealth and Business Podcast, discussing the mindset for success, how to build wealth and create your own economy. Hosted by portfolio millionaire, property entrepreneur and mentor, Daniel Moses. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of the Property, Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, Kevin Clodge, my business partner, and I had the opportunity to sit in down with Jeremy Bishop, the founder of Vault 22, a branding and marketing expert business based in the United States of America. Uh, they've been in business for over six years and generated over six million pounds in sales from social media. Jeremy Bishop has helped over 300 business entrepreneurs in personal brand, sales increase, and online revenue. There's a lot of lessons learned, a lot of tips and nuggets, and I really hope you guys are going to enjoy the interview. So Jeremy's the founder of Vault32. You know, he's consulted over 3,000, you know, businesses, you know, individuals helping them develop their personal brands, increase online sales and improve their message on social media. And personally, we've known Jeremy for, you know, um, just I think coming over to a year now. And, you know, Jeremy has shared his wealth of experience with us as well. And, you know, we've now built a great partnership as well. So, guys, make sure you, you know, ask us as many questions uh, throughout this evening. And I'd like to bring on uh, Jeremy and Daniel to, you know, to, 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 to welcome yourselves. And let's kickstart this conversation. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Kevin. As always, it's always a pleasure. And uh, uh, Jeremy Bishop, welcome. Tell the audience about you. Hey, hey. Yeah, thanks for having me on here, guys. Kevin, appreciate the introduction. Appreciate the kind words and uh, glad I could be here. Daniel, appreciate you for having me on here. Uh, for everybody watching, great to meet you. My name's Jeremy. I'm excited to get into some of the, the nitty gritty questions and, and, and hopefully provide some value to, to anybody who's watching or listening. Um, so, so, yeah, guys, I mean, the first question is um, that I want to know is, you know, what, what, what do you define um, money? What, what, what is money to, to, to you guys? I don't know if Dan, you want to go first or Jeremy, you want to go first or if you want to have a brief I'll let Jeremy go first. about it. I'll let yeah. Jeremy go first. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's kick it off. Uh, money is, is a tool. It's a, it's a resource. I, I think that defining money as a tool and a resource is important because a lot of times we have this big, big, big concept. It's overwhelming to think about what money really is. Uh, the way that we can simplify it is to say, well, it's something that you need to be able to use and create, provide, uh, in many different aspects throughout your life, from going to the store and buying a notebook to getting yourself some food, all the way to investing in real estate and creating generational wealth, right? So if it were seashells, go to the beach. If it was wood, go to the forest. But in our world, it's pounds, it's dollars, it's euros, and it, that's the tool and resource. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's how I would define it, as a tool and a resource. Fantastic definition. I totally can't agree anything less. Um, for me, same similar definition of money. Uh, until four years ago, uh, my perspective on how I saw money was absolutely different until I started getting myself more education and understanding the 
you know, the, 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 the really true value of what money is or what the definition really is. Before now, my basic definition was you make money, you spend money. All right. Just like every other, every other person. So you make money, you spend money it means that I make money. I pay my bills. I pay my, you know, I pay my cost of living. I go and have a little bit of fun. You know, I, you know, buy a little bit of clothes. And that was my definition of money. But until I started investing in myself and growing myself, investing in my personal development, and I realized the true meaning of money as a tool that is not only for those things that I taught about money, but especially as a tool for investment. Because when you make money and you spend money, you know, it's just like living the basic average. But when you make money and you invest that money, you know, it's just like one of my mentors will say, Grant Codon, he says, cash is trash. It's paper, like, like literally paper, like tissue paper or paper. But when you put it to use and you invest that money, then it becomes a value. It, it becomes a tool for investment. So that's just my basic understanding of, of what money is. And I hope I make sense to that. No, great. That, that, that definitely. So I've got a next question for you too, right? So, you know, do, do you believe, you know, your parents or your society, your environment impacted, you know, your financial habits? So for me, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the, you know, low, low income environment. Uh, we never saw a lot of money uh, around us. Uh, you know, we was very scarce to use money in abundantly, in abundantly. we was, you know, uh, worried about spending it on the wrong things. Um, you know, did any of your environments, um, you know, or, or your parents believe made you think, you know, money is bad or money is, is, is you know, something that you cannot have an abundance of? Like, what are you guys' thoughts on, on, on that? Well, again, I'm going to let uh, our, our guest uh, all the way from the U.S. And uh, currently he's, uh, he's having a great fun in Spain, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let him go first. So, Bishop, there you go. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 100%, right? Like, like, like if, if where, whatever you experienced growing up, whether it was good or bad regarding money, that's, that's part of the programming. And it takes effort, just like it takes effort to go find money and, 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 and get it. It takes a lot of effort to reprogram what, what you think, feel, believe when it comes to this, this whole thing about, about money. You know, growing up in a poor neighborhood, growing up in a rich neighborhood, you know, there are a lot of benefits of growing up in a poor neighborhood. Like, like, like you grow up, you know, with the concept of, man, if I get it, it's, I'm going to hold a high value. I'm going to put a, put a value on it. I'm going to say, man, if I, if I get this money, if I get 10 grand, if I get a hundred grand, that would be life-changing for me. Mm. You know, I, I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Now on the, on the flip side, you grow up in a rich neighborhood, you know, maybe 10 grand to you at, at, at 20 years old is nothing, you know, because you, you've been around it. So you might just go piss away 10 grand uh, like it's nothing because you, you know, you just, are, you, you grew up rich, your family's rich, your parents rich. Uh, so 
you know, I think that the misconception is that if you were born into a rich family, that that's actually super beneficial. Um, of course it can be. Okay. Do you, do you grow up with all the luxuries? Do you grow up uh, comfortable? Do you grow up that? See, that's the word comfortable. So if you want to, if you want to figure out for you, no matter how you grew up, if you want to get your mind right about success for yourself, you've got to get yourself focused on what the reality is when it comes to money. What does it really mean? What, what does a price of something do for someone? What is, what is sending your kids to college look like? How much does it cost to go to a private school? How much does it cost to go to the, to the, to the Whole Foods versus the, the, the mini mart down the street, right? These questions I started asking myself, you know, in middle school, because I actually grew up with a little bit of both in my life, right? Like, like, like I grew up, you know, on one side with my mom and my dad in a regular little house on a regular little street with a bunch of regular, regular people, not making, you know, not making a ton of money. Nobody was, nobody was rich. Nobody was wealthy. But on the other hand, you know, I spent some time in private school and looked at all these kids and these people. And I'm like, damn, dude, these people are spending 20 grand a year for their kids to go to school. But they don't, they don't realize that. They don't know what that $20,000 a year means for them to get that. So when growing up, of course, whatever you were, you were, you were, you were, you were, you know, born into is what that initial programming created. But I, I, I encourage you, whoever's listening or watching, to just take a step back, whether it was uh, a little bit of money or you were born into a lot of money, and 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 look at look at it and and uh, analyze it, you know, understand it, like like what is a lot of money, what is poor, what is a little bit of money, right? You know, there are some people that if we went to Kevin's neighborhood. And he said he grew up, you know, lower class or middle or whatever, you know, we could go somewhere else where they, they look at Kevin. They're like, damn, dude, you're wealthy. Mm, yeah, sure. And so, you know, of course we can always, we can always look at the levels, but the point is understanding it. So I decided at, at you know, at a certain age, I started to realize that people that had money, if their parents had money, if they were born into money, they would spend it, they would do things, and they weren't really aware of how much work it took, what it took in order for that money to even be available, okay? And I think if you, if you start to understand the type of work, hard fucking work that it takes, excuse my language, if you, if you understand how much work it really takes to get 10, 20, 50, 100,000 in the bank, whether you're born rich or born poor, it'll make a difference in, in forevermore in your programming about how you uh, look at look at money. Great, 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 great. I'm just going to agree to that 100%. Yes, it's, it's all about the programming, you know, and, you know, the, 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 the having mindset, the abundance mindset, and the excess mindset to me, I do 100% agree that our society, our families, our friends, our relatives have a huge contribution to how we see money, you know? And I'm, I, I was born and raised in Nigeria, born, raised in Nigeria, and I still remember growing up, you know, in Nigeria, when someone has money, 
a little bit of money to spend, the first thing that they think about was to have parties. The first thing that they think about was to buy brand new clothes. The first thing that they think about was to just, you know, invest in all these things that don't actually add value to their life. All right. And like I said, until four, really four years ago, I got started in personal development that I realized, listen, I don't like, for example, like it took me, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 40 plus, you know, in a week's time or in a couple of days time. And it took me like literally, you know, at the age of almost 30, 36 to really recondition my mindset recondition of how I see money, you know, to be no tool to invest, not a tool to, you know, not, not something that comes in here and goes out that way. Imagine I've been conditioned almost half of my, more than half of my life, that money was meant to be made and meant to be spent. Why are the rich getting richer? Why are the poor getting poorer? The difference is the definition and the understanding of money, of wealth creation. Because most people just see money and how they've been preconditioned from their birth as you go and get that good job, you go and start that business, you make that money from that job or you make that money from that business, you pay your bills, you pay, you know, you pay your, uh, your feeding expenses and you're happily ever after. And then you keep chasing and keep chasing and keep chasing and keep chasing. You're never grabbing the money, but you keep chasing and keep chasing and keep chasing. You're never grabbing it. All right? But why do wealth build wealth? They build investment. Then investment pays for their livelihood. Just different. So cash, 100% is trash until you put it to use for a good cost. And I think a lot of us have been you know, uh, bastardized by that sort of mentality whereby we, we just continue to just to, uh, uh, you know, make money, spend money, make money, spend money. And like I said, half of my life, I was conditioned to that level. You know, all of a sudden I've got money and I, and I, and I want to fly on business class. The business class wasn't meant for the common man. It's not meant for a guy who goes on holiday for a week and enjoy luxury and come back to reality. But the, the real wealthy man is the man who can go over and over and over again to fly on business class, go on a nice holiday and can afford it. So I think how we see money has been really, you know, it's been really, really, um, we've been preconditioned by, you know, our mentality from how we've been raised, our society, our community, our neighbors, our, you know, our area where we've been born and raised and so on and so forth. So I hope that makes sense. I mean, look, Jeremy and Dan, you, you guys are very, you know, successful entrepreneurs, you know, being a successful entrepreneur comes with a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, downfalls, upfalls. And, you know, what are some of the things or mistakes you guys have done, you know, with, with, with money? Let's say, you know, you've gone into a business deal and, you know, you've, you've succeeded, you've got the money and you just, you know, maybe you just blew the money away because of your first transaction deal within you guys' entrepreneurial, you know, life or just life in general. What are some of the money mistakes or re not regrets because they're lessons? Would you guys say that you, 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 you kind of regret or learned from or wish that you haven't done 
with, with, with the money that you had. So Daniel mentioned that, you know, some people get money and they just splash it out, blow it and start from zero and then go again. What are some of the mistakes you guys have done and, and what made you, you know, overcome, overcome that moving forward and, 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 and change that? I have made series of mistakes in my life about money. It's insane. And the reason why I say that it's insane is because of how, you know, the society that I was born and raised, the friends I used to have, the people I used to mingle with, and the mistakes, how I saw money was, I have a little bit of money, I'm good looking, okay? <laughs> I'm good looking, and I go into a, a designer shop to buy designer clothes to even look more nicer. All right. And that was the mentality that I got raised with. And every time I made money, the first thing that comes to my mind was, okay, I'm going to go a little bit of holiday now. And that was my perspective growing up. I wish I knew the true definition of money, whereby if I had 20 grand, I was to invest that 20 grand into something that can double, into something that can multiply in any form. I wish I knew. So until I had the real true definition of wealth creation and the true definition of how to create wealth and the true definition of how to make money multiply, I think, you know, I would have, I, I would have been in a, a, way, a, a way more better place than I am right now. How much would you say you would have, you know, totally, or maybe give me a rough calculation, you, you've kind of blown or done mistakes with money give us a total figure of how much we're talking about well i mean i mean for, for example i remember i remember you know while while growing up especially in my 20s you know i wasn't born and raised in a silver spoon but you know i i was kind of raised in a bit of a, a very comfortable family mm. you know way back in nigeria i went to a very good school and in my lifetime in going to university I remember my brothers, my family, you know, provided, you know, for me, I had good cars, driving good cars in school. So, uh, you know, I went to the, 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 the top nightclubs, you know, you know how it is when you're good looking and you go to a, night, a top nightclub, you thought that was life. Yeah. Did you know, if I knew the real true definition of money, I would have invested those monies, you know, way back in those good nights. You know, I remember I used to go on holidays and blow three, four K on a holiday. I would have invested this money. Stupid, 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 stupid. Stupid stuff. But 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 there's something to be said about it though, because because you know some things have to happen in order for mindsets to change. Like like the Daniel at that time, there was no giving Daniel a book and saying, "Hey, why don't you read about this?" Like I let like like like, hey man. No, no, no. He, cause he was, he was, he was already on the way to the Gucci store. Like you couldn't even, you couldn't even talk to that guy. You know, I did the same exact thing, you know, 20 years old, make, make, make a first, make my first little, little, little chunk of change. And I'm like shooting right over to the mall, you know, like doing whatever. It's the same exact thing. And look, I did. I remember calling my dad one day when, you know, I, I started to have a few of those little checks come in. And I literally said to him on the phone, hey, I know this is stupid, but I'm going to go get this out of my system right now. I'm going to go buy a stupid pair of shoes real quick. I'm going to go buy a little, a little belt, make myself feel cool. 
and I'm going to get it out of my system. Like I was aware. I don't know how I was aware. I don't know where that programming came from. Probably my, one of my, my mentors, my grandfather, right? You know, he, he, he's, he's retired at 88 years old. Like he worked until 88 years old. Absolute, you know, just my mentor, right? Mm. Man, it was always so interesting because we could sit around the table, we could go to a restaurant and you could look around the whole restaurant and you look at people with the jewelry, with the Rolex on, with all the money. And, and, and then you look at my grandfather and he would be wearing the little $15 watch, you know, cause it, cause it, cause it lights up. It's practical. Yeah. You know, he had the little $15 watch, you know, no, you look around, you see all these other people with all this money, you know, that, that no, no, no manners. They don't know how to eat at the table, you know, like, like, right. So the difference, when I looked at my grandfather and I'm like, man, this guy has accumulated some wealth, right? He's my mentor. I stuck close to him. The reason I love his outlook so much is because he was so unattracted to the, to the idea, the visual idea of what people think money and wealth and success looks like. So people have it all fucked up because they think that success and wealth means, you know, Gucci shoes, dude, like yeah. they do. And until you get it figured out for yourself, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be thinking that way. You're going to be thinking that way. How can I get the check so I can go to the club? Dude, I've, I've, we've all, you know, I've watched these guys in Miami, you know, spend five, 10, $20,000 on, 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 dude, you're buying a bottle of liquor you know, for $700, the thing is like 40 bucks at the store. Like that, that's not even, I mean, that's not even, that's, that's just dumb. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> so, so, so like if you got sucked into that and Daniel had experienced that, Hey man, it is what it is. You know, thank God, you know, you, you made a change, you made a shift. Hope, hopefully somebody out there listening, if they're, if they're going through that, you know, can make that shift or hopefully you can help or I can help just by talking about how dumb some of that stuff is, how dumb buying the shoes, you know, like, so if you're out there listening, just remember that it is not what you wear that defines you. It is really what's up here and what's in here. And when you figure out the whole money game for yourself, you know, you'll realize, damn dude, Daniel worked all that time. He was working, getting all that money just, just to, just to blow it. Like it was nothing. Right. Absolutely. 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 I can't agree any less, mate. So yeah, Kevin, what are your thoughts? What was the, you know, what was your craziest thing you've ever done? I haven't made as much money as you guys here in the room. Uh, but for me, you know, the way I came from my, my background was more of, um, you know, dressing to impress, you know, buying, wasting money on things that, you know, are not that valuable uh, in the, in the long run. It was for the moment just so, okay, I'm going to buy this just so I could go to a party and impress. It was always about other people, not about myself. And I know that I'll be burning my own pocket by doing this, but in my mind, it was like, okay, I want this person to think this of me, this of me, but I didn't actually take time out and think of myself and be like, you know what, what, what am I actually doing? Why am I trying to impress those people? And I think a lot of people fall under that trap in terms of you know, having this type of ego where they want to be above a certain person or be seen as, as the guy or the man, but you know, it's 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 that, that's the that's that's more of my background and, and some of the mistakes that I did 
was wasting money on things that I didn't need to, um, you know, to, to impress, whether it was females, whether it was the it was the lads or the boys, just to show that, you know, I've got it, Kevin's the man, this and that. Uh, but looking back now, you know, it's uh, it's it's it, it was it was very very silly. The only person I had to impress was was myself. Make sure I'm okay, my family's okay. Uh, but I was more worried about other people's opinions and what they thought. Even though you know these individuals probably you know they don't bring no value to my life. Um, so yeah, that that's one of the mistakes that I did was to always always trying to look good in other people's eyes, be seen as as the guy basically. And um, you know, burning my pockets to do so. So that's one of the mistakes that I've learned in terms to you know live between uh, in my uh, below my means, be true to myself, and you know, if someone appreciates me or likes me for who I am, then then that's how it should be. So I haven't blown um, you know tens or thousands of pounds on holidays or bottles or anything like that. So I haven't gone to that stage. I think I think just just to just to wrap the, that that question up. That's the important part. Actually, is your next question, is it, is it about saving money? Not yet, but we can go there. Uh, no, 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 no worries. I was just going to say that, you, you know, you keep, you keep bringing up, you know, hey, I'm not spending as much money as you guys did, or I'm not making as much money as you guys are. And I think that for anybody watching, it's important to know that blowing money is blowing money at whatever level. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, I got... Stephanie got mad at me because one day I went and bought a bottle of wine from a restaurant and they charged me, you know, $13 for it. And, and I could have bought it for three bucks at the store next, next, next door. But, but, I, but, but I was just being ignorant. Yeah. So, so it doesn't take, it doesn't take being wealthy to blow a lot of money. That's the point. You know, it takes not paying attention to waste money. And you could do that if you're, if you're poor, you could do that. If you're middle class, you could do that. If you if you if you're rich, you could find a way to blow it. You know. And just to even add to that, I think people who haven't got money tend to blow even more money that they don't have. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, dude, I, I got I got I got a friend of mine, you know, who, who I call him up, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just I just got my first ten thousand bucks in the bank. I've never had ten. He's like, I never had ten thousand in the bank. And I'm like, awesome, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to go make an investment. I'm going to go put an investment here, an investment there. You know, so I think that when you, when you have this mindset of, I don't have anything, so there's no reason for me to save. Mm. I had that when I was 20 years old, I said to myself, I'll start saving when I'm making this amount of money. That's what I said to myself. I said, I'm going to start saving when I'm making this. And little did I know I could have saved a lot of money making what I thought was a not a lot. So you can still save money. And, and by the way, it's not saving it for, to save it forever. Let's, let's call it storing it. Yeah, for me, you know, I don't save money. I don't even store cash. No whatever lie, and Kevin will tell you to this. I make 100,000, for example, and I will invest 95% of that money. So, and I'll invest 95% of that money. And the investment from that 95% is what I actually spend and I will, uh, what, actually what I invest. I'll give an example. I just, when I bought my car last year, when I, when I, when I turned my car last year, July, you know, I had to invest in a property transaction that pays for that car that I drive, <laughs> you know? And every single time we, we blow a lot of money on, you know, on advertising. And every single time we 
pay for advertising, we invest in something that pays for the advertising. Every time, if me and Kevin, sometimes I remember during the last, you know, before the lockdown, when we would go out for, you know, we'd go and spend money on a meal. We don't spend money from the money we're making. We're spending, from, we're spending money from the money that we've invested, you know? I'll give an example. Another example was I got, I got given a credit card. I had a credit card given to me for about, I think the limit was 10,000 pounds. Do you know what I did? I drew out the 10,000 pounds on that credit card, invested that credit card. The monthly repayment on that credit card was 300 pounds. And that credit card was giving me a thousand pounds a month income. And Kevin, you were testified to this. Mm-hmm. He knows. And when I did that, I was, I'm, I'm paying my credit card every single month, 300 pounds. However, the credit card is giving me extra 700 pounds profit. I'll give another example. There was a time I got a credit card limit of about 20,000 pounds. I've got a limit, 20,000 pounds. I reinvested that credit card. The cost, the monthly repayment of that credit card and the minimum payment is around about four, 500 pounds. That particular 20,000 pounds from that credit card, all right, guess how much that, you know, get up, guess how much that investment is giving me? It's giving me about 3,500 pounds return. So every single month I'm paying back just about 500 pounds, but I'm making another one. And the cash is working. So when, that, when the guy gives me that money back, I can pay back the bank. However, I created a cash flow from that credit card. People's perspective about money really needs to change. I hear a lot of people talk about, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I'm like, man, I can't afford it. You find people going on holidays. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You find people spending credit cards on, on food, on restaurants, but yet you can't, you can't, there are people looking for money to invest and you're saying you can't. It's, it's, it's just interesting. Dan, when, when did that change for you? Because, you know, it's not like you just randomly, you know, had money or credit card and then decided, oh, this is what I'm going to do. A shift must have happened. At what point did you start to say, you know what, I'm going to learn money or study money and do this with my money? Um, because there's loads of individuals, you know, maybe uh, watching now who are thinking, okay, why is he doing this? Uh, how, how is he spending his money uh, uh, like that? So, so you don't mind sharing, just letting us know, you know, what, when did you get that shift and made you realize that this is how I'm supposed to use my money instead of using a credit card, like you say, people are going on holiday or whatnot. How, what mindset did you have to have to, you know, refrain yourself from using it to enjoy it instead of using it to, you know, think more long-term so you can benefit for, you know, the future, if that makes sense. For me, I just, like, I'm about creation. I'm about creating stuff. And I'm blessed to be raised in an entrepreneurial family. You know, uh, my background, my family was always a very entrepreneurial. And uh, I think I was at the age of 14. And I said to my mom, at the age of 14, I can still remember this, I think I look at my mom one day, I said, my mom, I I said, mom, you know, I said, mom, I'll be the first of your children to take you abroad. I said this to my mom long time ago, and I didn't even know whether I was going to leave abroad or something. However, when I graduated from university in 2004, I started having that vision to, to go in search for greener pasture, you know, to better my life, to be more, to do more. A few times along 2004 to around about 2015, 
I do went off track because life was not easy. Life was really difficult. Life was really tough. And I, I just wanted to be more. I just wanted to do more. I just, I just wanted to do whatever it takes to be successful. I just wanted to not, not stay where I am. And I'm someone, even if you, for those that know me every single day, I continually challenge myself. So the mindset of creating money came from the fact that I could challenge myself and with the challenges come from, you know, creating investment opportunities. And along the line, I discovered like, I was born and raised in Nigeria, right? And in Nigeria, you don't just talk to the computer and the computer prints the money for you. But in the UK, it's, it's different. In the Western world, it's completely different. You talk to the computer and the computer prints you money. What do I mean by the computer prints you money? If you got good credit profile, just you don't need a human being to talk to. You're just going online and you apply and you have a pre-qualification process. And that's like, oh my days. So if I can get this credit card, so I can invest in this. It's just like when I started my rent-to-rent business, I built, I now have been able to build a business valued in the, in the region of over 2 million pounds in the last four years. And just on the back of leveraging, borrow money from borrowed money. Like Jeremy, can you borrow me 20, 50, 40, 80 grand? I'm going to give you this in 12 months time. And that is it. But the, the mindset came from, I can borrow money. I don't care about the interest. Can the investment pay me that money? As long as the investment can pay me that money and the end goes for me to hold up to something and I can pay Jeremy back his capital, then I'm good. It's just all in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it really, it's, it's you figured out how to bring value to the table. Yeah. And, and even if that's just you sitting at your own table, like a lot of people are, are, are thinking to themselves, Dude, I just I just don't know how to do all that stuff yet, right? So like what like what's the what's the simple step that you could give somebody who you know is just starting out whether it's investing or whether it's you know storing cash or 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 putting money away, right? And I think I think that the first step is 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 to just be aware of it, you know? Like 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 most people know exactly how much they have in bills every month but they don't know how much money they want, they, they, they want to make. Yeah. Like, like I'm doing a consultation the other day, guys like, yep. So I've got this bill, this bill, this much credit card debt and this bill and, and also rent. And I'm like, all right, so you know, all of that, that's great. Now tell me how, how, how what's, what's your financial goal? Oh, I, I don't know. I haven't created that yet. Got it. So we know everything about how much we owe, everything about how much, how much we got to pay, but we don't put any focus on what would happen if you had 10, 10, 10 grand in the bank? What would happen if you had 100 grand in the bank? What would happen if you made 100 grand? You made 500, right? So like you said, expanding the thinking from, dude, look, 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 some people are coming home with literally $200 extra after, their, after their, what they make and then what they spend. $200 extra. So that's, that's not, uh, that's not a bill problem. Like, dude, these bills are not going anywhere. You, you gotta, you gotta pay rent. You gotta go get some groceries. You gotta pay the phone bill. Like it is what it is. That's going to, that's not, that doesn't change. But talking to somebody like Daniel, talking to somebody 
finding somebody, go listen to somebody, go find yourself a mentor who can talk about more money, who can talk about raising that number. Yeah, you definitely need that, that, that mindset shift. You know, you mentioned that people don't know how much, um, you know, money they want or they make, but it's, um, it's about them having that mindset shift. So I'm reading a book called um, Atomic Habits, right? And it talks about, um, you know, changing your mindset and your identity to believe that you can not have it now, but that you can do it. And um, Daniel mentions it all the time. And he tells me every day, you know, what are you telling yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? Because most of the time we're stuck in here and we think that, you know, making 10K a month or 5K a month or even 100K a month is not achievable, uh, which, which, which it is. So it's, you know, having that mindset shift, with, which, we, which you guys explained um, really well to identify that, you know what, you, you can actually do it. And once you believe that you can actually do it, it's just about, you know, setting that goal and having your daily habits and, you know, going out there and just achieving it. Um, so I thought I'd put that out there. Just, just very quickly. I remember when I was, when I lost everything, when I lost everything in 2015 and I became an Uber driver. And uh, when I, when I started driving Uber in 2016, I remember every single time I was driving in the car and I'm having a conversation with maybe those that really wanted to have a conversation with me, because one of the disadvantages of being an Uber driver is that people look really down on you. You know, people really look like you're a piece of shit. And I'm <laughs> sorry about my language, but it was, it was like that. People looked at me like I was a piece of shit. So I didn't, all the years I was driving Uber for almost 18 months or around 18 months, I felt like a piece of shit. But the truth was, every time people looked down on me and I opened my mouth to talk, I remember I had uh, this guy in my car one day, we had an, uh, we're having a, a you know, conversation. We got talking and got talking and got, it's like, is this your full-time job or is this your real job? And I'm like, mm, yeah, it's my real job. It's like, how long have you been doing this? I was like, I've been doing this for like the last eight months. It's like, are you sure you don't really, like, have you been wealthy before? Did you have money before? <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'm just a normal guy. It's like, man, you shouldn't really be doing this job because you've got so much in you. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, you know when life cheats on you? That's what happens. And I believe, yeah, it is what it is. At that particular point in time, I was getting to accepting that my future, my life was, this is it. I was finished. Like in my head, I was finished, like nothing else. Now, why am I sharing this? The reason why a lot of people don't think about money the right way or think about money the wrong way is because they now created a certain belief by their current situation, by their current condition. It's like being placed on follow during this course of lockdown. It's just being made of, you know, just like example of being made redundant during this lockdown. It's just like being fired, losing your job. And you said, oh, I'm finished now. It's like, I'm done. You know, I'm going to just drink my, I'm going to drink myself to reality or drink myself to just being sober. And once you accept that, the nature the universe, even God can probably listen to you. So your mindset is your greatest tool, is your greatest asset. Right now, I manifest God. I manifest what God puts inside of me. And I manifest the brightness of me. 
The reason why I'm saying this is that you, anyone, like for those of you listening right now, you've got the, the power of life and death is in your hand. If you believe you're poor, you're going to be poor. If you believe you're rich, you're going to be rich. You've got to create it first in here and believe it and tell yourself that story. And the only thing that's going to be left is you taking consistent, non-stop action, consistent hard work into that story that you told yourself that you are this. All right? I'm not saying fake it till you make it. I'm saying putting real hard work. So when that guy said to me, oh, Daniel, you have more inside of you. I suddenly realized and I said, you know what? I've actually made money. Is this where I'm going to be now? Something changed. Something got activated. And I started thinking now, like eight months on, something has to happen. Something has to happen. So guess what? Less than a few months later, I go on into you know, a God-given intervention into how to get started in property, which has led me in four months, sorry, in four years, four good years. I'm like, all these years I've been doing businesses, I never discovered my passion. So mindset is everything. It's all about mindset. What are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself your success or are you telling yourself your failure? So I just wanted to quickly drop that in. I hope that someone got related to that. Well, one thing just to add to that as well that <clears throat> you've taught me really well, Danny, is to uh, you know, negotiate with your mind. So sometimes, you know, randomly, let's say you're sitting down quietly or whatnot, you, 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 you get negative thoughts sometimes. You know, everybody gets it. You know, you get doubtful thoughts. And what thing that Daniel's taught me that's really worked for me, which I'll share with you guys, is to negotiate with your mind, meaning that when that thought comes in or that idea comes in that is, you know, kind of negative, you know, tell yourself that, you know, it's not real. You're not accepting it. You know, speak back to yourself and say, no, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not going to have that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's not me. I am this, I am that. Um, and that's one thing that has actually helped me. And I know it sounds all crazy speaking to yourself and rejecting your own thoughts. Um, but, you know, I thought I'd put it out there that, you know, I've been doing it personally and, 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 and it's really been, um, you know, helping me out in terms of, you know, when the, when your mind's all over the place, you're not sure, you know, what direction to go to, you're, you're thinking negatively and it's just not to accept it and know, know what you actually want. So it's about, you know, knowing exactly what you want and having that at the front of your mind and doing whatever it takes um, to get there, whether you have to, you know, sacrifice your, your environment and go into a new environment or surround yourself with, you know, likes like Jeremy and, 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 and Daniel and pick their brains and, and, you know, uplift yourselves and just always remind yourself to, you know, of that, of that goal that you've got in mind. Um, so, Jeremy, you're out in, you're born and raised in America and you can't really, um, you know, you've got Vault 32. Um, you know, what made you, how, how, how did your journey start in terms of, you know, entrepreneurship and, um, you know, also started to make decent amount of, of, of money for your business? I mean, you know, you've made 600 million, six, no, six million. That's crazy. Million dollars <laughs> and to make six million in sales, you know, online sales is absolutely crazy so talk about you know the mindset I mean, look, look, look. It's, it's just, it's just to, to, to make that to get there yeah i mean look you know six million six hundred million it's, it's just two more zeros yeah. <laughs> i love that i love that mindset <laughs> it's just two more zeros it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's not a big deal you know because at first get from from zero 
like for everybody out there, the thing that I want people to understand, look, I mean, I, I, I've been an entrepreneur. I started it at 19 years old uh, and, you know, got introduced to network marketing, started in the network marketing space, 19 years old, 20, 21, 22. That's what introduced me to the idea, the concept of business, networking, earning money, earning it on my own terms, being in control to a degree of, of my own business. And from there, I got into social media, branding, personal branding, uh, because we, I saw, man, if I looked back and I was like, if I could have done one thing more, you know, forget all the money stuff for a second, I would have built my name and built my personal brand more from day one. I think that what people miss is wherever you are right now is the perfect place to start. Okay. If you're, if you're, if you're broke as a joke right now, perfect. You should start building your brand. And like Daniel was saying, like Kevin, like you were saying, start thinking about yourself and the, and the movie and the journey that's playing that of watching that guy or gal go from zero to a hundred. That journey, most people, they don't want to share that until they get to a million dollars. Cause then they say, well, now I'll, now I'll show you. Now that I'm successful, I'll talk about it. No, 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 no. Look, people, opportunity, money, it loves, it loves the journey. It's real. Like, like Daniel's story of going from Uber driver, people looking down on him like he's a piece of shit to fucking four years of creating what he's created. That's a story. That's a journey. It's not by chance that he found the intervention for that idea and concept of real estate investing it's because he was on the journey he was he he something he made a shift and said i'm open to it where is it i'm open to it where is it dude opportunities come in the door every day people go yeah that's too good to be true don't fuck with that hey you should get into you should get into real estate oh man that's that everybody fails at that everybody tries to be you know like people have a it doesn't take anybody special to tell you what is wrong with something. It takes somebody, it takes somebody to figure out what's right with an opportunity, with an idea, with, with a thing. It doesn't take anybody special to tell you what's wrong with it. Dude, you hear that your whole life. Yeah. I've heard smart people. I've heard smart people tell me that doing certain things is stupid. Yeah. Working, working hard on a, on, a, on a business or an idea is stupid. That's not going to work out. I've heard smart people say stupid things. But you got you to gotta know, hey, hey, my journey from 19 years old, wherever it is right now, from 40 years old, from 25, 30, 60, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. You know, wherever you are right now is the perfect place to start. Figure out what you're passionate about. Figure out something that pulls you. And if you can't figure it out, then do something that can put you in a place to get a little creative. My, my last piece of advice for anybody out there is when you get to a place where you can at least just put, put a little bit of money in the bank, if you work hard through a job, through a, an opportunity, through a position, through a sales position, working for somebody like Daniel, like go out of your way to find a mentor. Dude, one, one thing I did was I made a list of people I wanted to work with and I just called them. That first person I called ended up being an opportunity that would, that would pay me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I was, I was $0 in my account. 
And I was like, dude, what should I do? And, and someone gave me this advice. They said, hey, make a list of the people that you want to that you want to go work work for and call them and offer offer your your offer your time offer you. Hey, man, let me let me let me help you. Let me figure something out with you. Let me make something work. So if you pick up the phone, opportunities there. You know, if you stay open-minded, opportunities there. If you're on a journey to go somewhere, somewhere further, opportunities there, 100%. If you can get your first $10,000 in the bank as an individual, I noticed just for me personally that when that happened, I, I allowed myself to get more creative and I could, I could stop I could stop worrying about the bills and the things every single month that, that most of us, that most people struggle with. So I call it like, like you can't breathe. Like you got no money in the bank. You got bills coming in. Like you can't breathe, dude. You're underwater. You, you just need to get a little bit of air so that you can breathe a little bit. When you can breathe just a little bit, that gives you the opportunity to say, you know, what do I really want to focus on? If I were to spend the next, and here's the next thing, time. How much time are you going to spend on a project or a thing? You know, people pick stuff up, they put it down. Pick stuff up, put it down. I tried it, it didn't work. I tried it, it didn't work. Dude, anything that I do, I do it for years. Anything that I do, I do it for the long term. Yeah. Relation, relationships, business, I've been a drummer for 15 years. I played a sport for 12 years. I picked up a first business, did it for three, four years, moved into the next business, did it for three years. And now I'm in another company. Now, now myself and my partner, Stephanie, have Vault 32. We help business owners and entrepreneurs. We help them scale and grow a brand on social media. We help them create the vision for themselves so that they can start to show and realize, hey, man. I want to look back a year from now on my Instagram. I want to look back a year from now on my Facebook and look at how far I've come. Don't wait to record the journey. You know, get it now. Like it's happening now. You're broke. Perfect, dude. It's a great story. I promise it'll be a better story than you having it all fucking figured out already. Because that's not a story. Ain't nobody, nobody cares about, nobody cares about the hearing from the guy that's like already, already made it happen and is done. Like, dude, I haven't made it. Kevin keeps kept Kevin keeps telling us how much money we've made. I'm like, dude, <laughs> maybe I made a few bucks here and there or whatever. But like, at the end of the day, it's it's just it's just I want to inspire somebody. I want to push somebody. And uh, you know, Kevin, dude, you're you're on a you're on you're on a, a great path as well. Uh, it's it's exciting. You know, I feel like you're in the middle of that journey, and I'm sure everybody that's watching this is probably on their journey as well. So just look back and be like, damn, I came far. Even, even if you're not where you want to be yet, just look back and say, hey, I've made some progress and just remind yourself you're, you're, you're still on it. You know, you're moving. Great, fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so we've got Joseph Daniels here. Welcome, Joseph. Um, hope you're finding this <clears throat> Money Talk show valuable. I think what Joseph is trying to say is, what is it, how do you keep yourself disciplined from spending money on you when you know that you have debts and you also know that, you know, the right thing to do is invest? I understand what the question is, but even if it's right or wrong, I think that a lot of people have the challenge of how do they stay disciplined about their money when they've got bills and debt, and then they've got this idea of like, what should I do with my money? 
Like I, I was taught, like, like if you don't have any money to invest, figure out how to get some money first. Find, figure out how to get some money. So how you stay disciplined on not spending money is your mind's not, you're not, you're not, dude, dude, dude. Like, like, like pick up one of these things. Like you can go a week without spending money if you have something else to do. If you're, if you're learning focused or if like, dude, you know, what's crazy is in the times in my life where I'm making the most money that I've ever made in my life, I'm probably spending the least because I'm not doing anything except for the actions that get me the result I want. When I'm the most, when I'm making the most money, when, when our business is doing the most, I mean, shit, actually too, right now, uh, this is our best month in business in, in, in the past year and a half since we started as a company. You know, we, we, we set our goals high. We're having an incredible month. And I look around and I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing anything except for working. I'm staying focused on the task at hand, which keeps you disciplined. You know, you're like, how do I not eat? How do I not eat the unhealthy foods for my diet? It's like, replace the unhealthy foods with actually doing something. Replace that with the fucking workout. So if you just sit all day and do nothing and you're like, well, I've got three cards and this one has this much on it. This one is, you know, you're going to figure out how to spend it, dude. If that's, if that's what you're good at. Some people are good at figuring out how to spend money, even when they have none. You know, they're like, shit, I mean, I got, I got, I got to go get this. I got to go get the new Apple watch or something. You know, I got to get that thing, man. I got to like, I got to get the new iPhone, spend a thousand dollars on a fucking phone, dude. Come on. So, so, but that's because you don't have anything better to do. You haven't, you haven't figured out, you haven't joined the investment group. You don't, you haven't found a mentor. You haven't found a product or a service to represent and push. You haven't, you haven't sat down with a, with a, a notebook and, and wrote out your goals. So if you don't have anything to do, you're just going to spend your money. You're going to find, dude, 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 the, the blank calendar is the devil, dude. Like, like, look at my calendar. It's got nothing on it all day. What am I going to do? You're either going to go eat, party, spend money, like probably stupid, probably dumb habits are going to end up on the calendar if you don't have something else productive planned, but you have to plan it. A good day, a good day doesn't happen on accident. A good life doesn't happen by accident. A happy birthday doesn't happen by accident. Like that's, that stuff's, it's a little bit premeditated. It's a little bit planned, you know? I agree. I totally agree. You know, just to add to that, the other day, my son, my son wanted to, uh, I said to my son, we went on a walk and I said, son, if I give you uh, 50 pounds, what would you do with that 50 pounds? And he said, oh, dad, if you give me 50 pounds right now, um, I'm going to need to buy a new mic and to produce some content on YouTube. And I just smiled. That's badass. I just smiled. I smiled and I was so fulfilled. He didn't say that I will spend the money in Tesco. Like I need some chocolates. I need some ice cream. He didn't say that to me. He's like, I'm going to buy a mic and earphones, you know, for 50 pounds so I can produce some content. So my son plays, he plays Fortnite a lot. And now he's not created a, a, a channel on YouTube with so much followers that 
you know, his followers are not, he, he is about to get monetized. And I'm like, I'm just, he's only 13 years old. And I'm like, oh my days. He's like, dad, I watch you. Now, why, why did I share that? My, the societal, you know, money management that played on me when I was growing up is different on what's playing up on my son. So that means for you as an individual, you have to create problems to create solutions for them. If you don't have a, you have to have a good problem, not a bad problem. You have a, have a, a good debt and not bad debt. So another example, just to answer that question as well from, da, from Joseph Daniel is that you, you, it, it's very important to focus on creating good debt. So a good debt would be, for example, if you were to pay a mentor that's already walked the walk of the walk you want to walk, and he's telling you how he's doing it, and you can create a copy and paste model, what's stopping you? Are you telling people enough what you do so you can become a person of value and then people pay you for your value? Or are you a problem solver? Are you solving other people's problem? A lot of people screw through their phones and the next thing is they're buying a shit. A lot of people screw through their phone and going on Amazon. What are you doing on Amazon? Because you're buying the wrong stuff. Black Friday, you know, got to get, got to get the deals. You've got to look for something that you're going to buy that's going to add money back into your bank account. That's what I'll say. I hope that really helped you out there, uh, Joseph. Uh, the last question that we're going to take tonight is from Debbie. And Debbie wants to know, how do you know when to take a financial risk, especially when you have a safer option for the money? So I'm sure you guys have been in this position before. Um, if you don't mind sharing, you know, what, you know, advice would you give to Debbie or what is it you guys have done when you was in that position in terms of um, having a safer option and, you know, knowing when to take that risk with, with the money that you've got? If you really want to make money, there is no such thing as being safe. If you really want to create wealth, safe? Oh, my days, like safe? Nobody ever made money getting investing safe. So, so how do you know? How do you know when? I'll give an example. Just this evening, myself and Kevin, we sat down just before the live session. And I said to Kevin, I was about to make a 150 pound investment. 150 pound investment. I said to Kevin, Kevin, do you know I could be scammed right now for 150 pounds? I said, but I'm willing to be scammed. Because you know what? <laughs> it works. If this... 150 pounds, I'm about to, it's not like a gamble, but I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy before, but he's given me a such a fantastic pitch, fantastic offer. And now right now I'm thinking about, oh, well, it's not like I got hundred pounds to 150 pounds to lose. I don't like to lose money, but I'm like, I, I give Kevin all the pointers. It's like, first of all, I said, like, Kevin, have you ever been scammed? He's like, um, I think so. Maybe, I'm not sure. I said, but I, Right now, whether I'm going to be scammed of this 150 pounds or not, but this is the outcome. And if this outcome works, I'm going to make times 50, times hundreds of the 150 pounds I'm about to lose. So why am I saying this? When it comes to investing, you don't invest with, it, with, with the mindset of being safe. 
you invest with the mindset of, can I, if I lose this, would this mean the worst to me? Or what would be the worst case if I lose this money, right? And then go with this, the, the second thought of, what if it just works? What if I'm about to invest some money somewhere? What if it, it works? And like I said, when I invested the very first 5,000 pounds into my personal development, I was told I was going to be scanned. And I still went ahead and I invested the very first five grand into my personal development in real estate. What if I, what if I played safe? I never invested that five grand into my personal development. I could have still been an Uber driver till today. Yeah, well, it goes back to it goes back to cash is trash. It's like, well, you would you would have just had five grand and and nothing and nothing else. So it's like, you know, Debbie's question is is how do you know when to take a financial risk, especially when you have a safer option for the money? But the question really is, what is the goal? What is the real goal? What do you want to make happen? You know, because that is where you find your confidence. Like, like I had a guy on the phone the other day. He's like, dude, I, you know, I don't know you. That's what he said to me. I'm like, dude, just like you were talking about the guy with the $150 deal. I'm like, I get it, man. Like, have you ever made an investment before? Yes. No, maybe so. Like, like you can't distrust everything. You can't distrust everything or everyone. You got to make decisions when you feel confident, but it does start with you. Like if you're going to make an investment in anything, in buying a book, in buying a course, in buying mentorship time, in buying a service, the one thing that I, that I, uh, that I was just talking to Stephanie about this the other day is that I always feel confident when I make an investment, no matter what you have to, like, like I never, I never sort of, I never say, okay, Daniel, but you know, how, how are you going to guarantee me? No, I don't ask that question, but okay. But, but, but what if, what if, what if, what if, yeah, dude, what, like, like be confident, just put it on the table, like overpay, overpay with confidence. Yeah. Overpay, dude. I overpay for everything mm -hmm. like on purpose, dude. If something's cheap, I'm like, something's up, something's up here. <laughs> like, like if the, if the rent is too cheap, nope, there's problems. There's a reason for it. I'll overpay so that I can skip past all the BS people make an investment and then they want to scrutinize their own investment. Yeah. Like they, they get into your mentorship program and then they'll tell you that you didn't teach them every single thing that they needed. Dude make the investment and get the most out of it. Be on the team, the same team as your investment. It's not different. It, you're, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad person. The company that you paid to help you, dude, believe in them. You buy a service company, do people buy our services? There's two types of people. Somebody that comes in and says, this is going to be freaking great. And guess what? They get a, an amazing, they have a great experience. They close deals, they find business. And then you got the other person who says, I'm going to give you this money, but I'm going to be worried about it every day. Yep. Dude, being worried about something don't, doesn't, the, the universe is like, yeah, I'm not going to give you a good result if you're worried about it. So Debbie, when is the right time? It's probably now if you're asking, if you're even asking that question.
Like, when do I risk it? It's like, yeah, probably yesterday, you know? Probably day before. Probably then, like get, get uncomfortable. And if it's a little bit of money and you don't have much, like, 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 like I remember only having a little bit of money, dude. I remember, I remember speaking with Elena Cardone, Grant's wife, and, and we did a sales call together to try and close somebody else. And she's standing with me and she just said this to this kid. She's like, she's like, Hey man, listen, it's a thousand dollars. Like how much money do you have in your bank account? And he was like, I have like 3000. And she's like, look, dude, you're already, you're already broke anyways. Just, just make the investment. Don't worry about holding on to all the little money. If you don't have it, it's okay. You're already broke. No problem. And see, that's a genuine comment. Hey, listen, Kevin, imagine if Kevin's sitting here and he only has five grand to his name and Daniel says, Hey, invest 2,500, three grand, whatever the course, whatever your, whatever your product costs to come on board with me and I'll change your life forever. You know? So same thing, dude, you're an Uber driver. You got five grand. Somebody tells you it's a scam. You invest here. You are four years later, your entire life changed because of that decision. Yeah. So just be confident about it. Great. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for coming all the way from Spain right now. How's it like there at the moment? It's a bit sunny. I'm, actually, I'm, in, I'm in Portugal right now. Oh, you're so, wow, you've been traveling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I he's hung out with Jeremy. He's just in a different country. First America, then Canada, then Spain, then Portugal, then you. I, I can't UK. keep up. <laughs> I, was stuck, I was stuck in the UK with you guys for like three months over there during the lockdown, you know? And then, uh, yeah, so so anyway, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm in Portugal here, yep. So, um, Kevin, any words you want to say uh, in, in closing so we can call it today? No, great. Just want to say thanks um, to you, Jeremy, for, you know, uh, coming on board and, you know, giving us so much value and your advice and your tips. Have a nice evening, guys, and hope to see you guys soon as well. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.